0: Hello everybody and welcome to this edition of the entertainment from the 573. Hope y'all are doing well. As we got uh, we got three things to talk about here on this week's, or this edition of the show. Uh, we got some DC news that we need to talk about. We got Moon Knight, the halfway point. We're going to talk about our thoughts on that so far. Maybe what to expect with the rest of the season. And also, it's that time. It's... Multiverse of Madness predictions. And if you remember uh, our Infinity War predictions, and if you've seen the tweet saying, expect bigger surprises than Infinity War Endgame and No Way Home, you know we're probably going to be in for a doozy with this one. So that's going to be our rundown for this edition of the show. And of course, I can't do this by myself. And I'm joined by Peter Lewis. Peter, how are you doing?
1: Well, Ryan, uh, it's weird i the last time we talked about marvel i mean there was no way home wasn't it
2: yeah (laughs) like we we've
1: been behind on the shilling but we haven't had much to you know shill for honestly it was pretty much most recent thing was the batman yeah it's
0: literally it's literally been like you got dc mixing here you got some marvel bits and news here but nothing new to talk about and so yeah this is our first big new thing that we're discussing uh, on this edition of, of the pod. It's been a while. It's been months since we've gotten to talk about something new with Marvel. So uh, it's welcomed. We all welcome it. But uh, we got to start with DC tonight, Peter. We got to start with them.
1: Yeah, the uh, the company that had a, basically a 60-year head start on Marvel and completely blew it within, like, I don't know, five years around the turn of the 2010s (laughs) well they're trying uh i feel like we've discussed this once before like maybe just a a handoff about the discovery merger because it wasn't you know we definitely didn't dedicate enough time like we did you know the fox disney merger for obvious reasons yeah (laughs) but yes apparently uh discovery media which i would never have thought was that big of a company apparently had $43 billion available to uh, buy Warner media from, uh, AT&T. And now discovery owns DC and new CEO for both of them. Uh, David Zaslav, I think was the name. Uh, yeah. Pointed out uh, what I think we've all been saying for the past five years. Uh, they have no vision.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To put it simply enough. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you probably I may mean, have seen these tweets the past couple days uh, for these uh, companies with the basically the same article. They su- surprise, surprise uh, on the DC side of filmmaking and I guess the extended universe with uh, HBO Max now, they want to basically try and get stuff figured out again, get you know something that's more in sync, revitalizing a lot of characters that have gone to the wayside. I can't believe I have to live in a world where a company look at DC and what Warner Bros. has done it and says, do you guys have an idea for Superman? They were just like, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the the hero that you can trace the origins of comic books and comic book movies back to, <laughs> they have no plan for. What a world we live in.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's that uh, it was just telling you pre-show. If you remember with the other, with the Entertainment pod uh in twenty nineteen. which I think it was like episode forty seven and here we are on episode one oh four and still nothing has changed with DC up until now it looks like. Um it was November twenty nineteen and we talked about uh there's a variety article talked about DC and talked about a bunch of things, projects they got going on, uh stuff with Batman, stuff with the Green Lantern, which looks like might who might get a boost with this move. Um, We talked about leadership, and uh, I forget exactly what I said, but, like, I think there's, essentially, it was the leadership, like, there's just a bunch of people in the room, there's no clear vision, nobody could come together, and it, it basically has been that way, kind of, over the last two and a half years since that pod, and here you are now, and I gotta tell you what, Peter, you gotta be somewhat excited by what Zaslav is saying here in this Variety article, because if you look at what he's done with Discovery and how he's able to get all this money and make a purchase like this, it's astounding. It's a testament to what he's been able to do over there and how he's gotten Discovery over there to be successful.
1: Yeah, literally what I said uh, toward the beginning, I mean... I didn't know Discovery had that much. I just, you know, to, to me growing up Discovery was literally the channel for like nothing else is on that you're interested in. So, I guess I'll give this <laughs> a go for a, a couple minutes to see if anything piques my interest. But yeah, apparently they had 43 billion dollars sitting around. And you know, I think that's great because AT&T just completely squandered all the potential DC could have had and I'm, but again when they took over you know they were kind of already in the midst of what was the early Snyderverse before we really knew it was going to be a Snyderverse
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: like you know you couldn't like really do too much editing at that moment but lord knows they started doing it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a and again you know the cynic in me knowing the DC Warner Bros relationship is like yeah of course you're going to say this but what are you going to do but it it seems like uh, end of 2023 uh when Walter uh, Hamadas the uh current head of DC for Warner Bros that's when his contract ends uh looks like a lot of the insiders and sources are saying like that will be when they really go into it, which hey i mean from now april 2022 to end of 2023 like that's a lot of time to like realistically look at what you have and really start playing around with, you know creating something that's consistent or uh what was the word oh yeah uh a coherent creative brand strategy (laughs) yeah it's a lot of buzzwords but that's what (laughs) they need
0: it is a lot of buzzwords but it is what they need it's what they've needed for a while now and yeah that's a lot of time to sit together in a room get together and say all right what do we want to do here? What characters are lacking? I mean, I think we kind of know what kind of characters. Looking at you, Superman and Green Lantern and and other characters and like, alright, where do we want to go? What do we want to do? Do we can want to go with the Cinematic Universe route? Do we want to do more stuff like Joker? And it seems like in the article, it does seem like they do want to do a little bit of both, maybe? They want to do more stuff that's in the same veins as Joker and maybe potentially Batman and possibly also the cinematic universe route. But yeah, from now until the end of 2023, when Hamada's contract is done and they can really key in on what to do, that's a lot of time to get together, figure out and say, Hey, what do we want to do? Let's get this thing going. And I think the key point of, there's a lot of key points in this is that, You know, Zaslav has mentioned in this article that he, along with top leadership, have been toying with the idea of turning DC into its own solidified content vertical. That's exactly what Marvel has become since Iron Man took off in 2008. That's exactly what's happened. Marvel's become like their own little studio over there at Disney. They have their own leadership. Now, yes, Feige and company do have to go meet with the people at the top of Disney. But overall, like, they're over there, they have their own leadership, they have their own people in charge over there, and they're pretty much left alone. And if you're DC, you would look at Marvel down the street, this is a good idea for them.
1: Yeah, but even looking at Disney, I mean, sure, that that's the boss, you know, the mouse will always get the final say, but like, it's clear they've been fine with, you know, letting... I guess the best example is to look at how Marvel and Lucasfilm work because it's completely two different things when you see what they've done theatrically and streaming wise. I mean, Lucasfilm was a mess with Star Wars. You had the sequel trilogy, which was just nobody <laughs> won. It, it, it didn't matter which film you liked the most. Like, you have to admit, like, there was no way to satisfy everybody toward the end of that. You had Rogue One, which, you know, is a mixed bag for me, but it seems like people enjoy it solo. Again, I'm in another minority. If you know, I loved it, but <laughs> I don't know if people just hate Last Jedi so much at the time they don't want to like it. But again, you know, Mandalorian and all that, and then you look at Marvel. It's literally the opposite. So it's clear Disney's fine with letting their brands run wild, and they don't even put their logo on it. Like every time those movies begin, it's the Marvel logo or the Lucasfilm logo. There's there's no Disney uh, signature. Yeah, which you know y- you would think with how big you are on your brand and yeah I, I can tell you after going to disney world the past couple of years oh yeah let, let me tell you they they want you to know they own those suckers
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like when you watch those movies like there's no real indication that disney other than like if you sit through the credits and rig you know the uh legal legal jargon right so i think that's a pretty good thing i mean especially with you know again the, the more I the more I thought about it, I really don't like Joker, but I, I effing love the Batman. <laughs> like those are clearly two projects that scream. There was little to no interference, other than maybe like, okay, keep it this rating and keep it this length. Like other than that, like those were definitely the visions of uh, Matt Reeves and Todd Phillips, the Joker director, I believe. Yeah, Todd Phillips. I mean. It it, it's I feel like everybody in film says it like yeah if you give the writer and director control it's you're gonna get a vision that's cohesive and you know makes sense quality is of course always gonna be a wild card but more likely than not it's gonna be better than you know the 2016 Suicide Squad which is just an unbelievable disaster (laughs) of epic proportions on practically every scale (laughs) it's like it makes sense but the worry there if you know the vertical strategy like of course with the MCU is well that screams cinematic universe and at this point you you, you messed up you absolutely messed up with you know the DCEU and you know mm-hmm. you've you've salvaged it a bit cuz realistically and uh, I know the Snyder fans don't want to hear this but the DCEU technically still exists outside the the Reeves versus Matt Reeves' Batman is the only thing that's really on its own like, cause technically the Aqu- Aquaman is still part of the Snyderverse. The Shazam movie was part of the Snyderverse because you had the uh, Superman stuff. And Peacemaker what, is in the Snyderverse because you had, you know, Ezra Miller, you know, in between court dates for fighting people in Hawaii and uh, Aquaman in there. Oh. <laughs> we didn't forget you, Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I know Ezra's getting dragged, but let me tell you, if I saw somebody at karaoke disgracing Lady Gaga Shallow from uh, A Star is Born, I would be fighting too. So you know what? I, I, I'm i going to go on a record here. I say I support Ezra Miller. <laughs> oh, hold on, Ryan. The, the lawyer just sent me a message. Uh, I meant that as a joke and do not condone violence. There we go. Uh,
0: there, Yeah, there we go. <laughs>
1: you can say anything as long as you say that, apparently. <laughs> But yeah, other than you know, the Batman with uh, Reeves and Pattinson, technically you have something to work with, but you've just completely thrown out the bathwater of the Snyderverse, which you know, understandable after the justice after the uh, Josh Whedon version of uh, Justice League. But again, the, the complicated part was the Snyder cut <laughs> was actually pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so now it's like, again, with literally no uh, creative vision, you shot yourself in the foot trying to get on a different track. So I, I think we discussed this during the fandom, the most recent one, where I said you could easily do multiverse because that's clearly going to be the, the hot thing now, and Marvel's going to lay down the groundwork for you. Yeah. Where you, you could, I'll throw the Snyder. For the Snyder call a little bone here even though they don't deserve it because I mute all their accounts on Twitter because they're annoying and stupid <laughs> you after the Snyder cut like you could push that onto HBO Max I think it would make a little more sense to have that stuff be more miniseries based than you know film based it's like there's something there you know that keeps you know you know it was a bad cohesive strategy to give you know Zack Snyder who's a bit of a dude, bro, and how he makes films to have, you know, Superman.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, I actually rewatched Man of Steel about a couple weeks ago and uh, I forgot how bad some of it was. <laughs> like, I-, I always remember, you know, a quick, quick rant here. I always remember how stupid it was for Papa Ken to say, Yeah, you should let your classmates drown. But, like, <laughs> when Superman's destroying Metropolis for an hour, Like, there's no sign of him caring. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's just... He's just yeeting Zod into stuff. Buildings (laughs) are being destroyed. It's it's basically 9-11 for an hour in this movie. And, like, he's just like, man, I'm Superman. (laughs) I was like, are you?
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) But again, I mean, I've said before, like, if you had to do... Superman, again, Superman is not dark. He, all all the criticism of, you know, Boy Scout, all that yada yada, like, that's the character. And it can work because we saw what they did to Captain America, who's literally the same personality yep. as Superman.
0: Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, he's got the same personality, the same kind of label, always a Boy Scout, you, you know. so Yeah, I mean, Cap is the prime example. Now, again, the the difference between the two is Superman it, is, a, is a god yeah. and Captain America is nowhere close to that, but the example still applies is that both of those have that same label and you saw how they did with Captain America and they made it work but uh, DC, I think they can make it work, it's just, you know, the whole problem with how do you deal with a character that can do literally anything?
1: That's say they, they figured it. A- it out in the comics before you know again the challenge again with Superman villains is you kind of have to play around with what kryptonite does how strong they are you know you got to bring Mongol, Metal, all those but most Superman stories at their core are better when it's just Superman being Clark Kent or trying to be Clark Kent again I'm I'm not going to go into you know like how to make a Superman movie because (laughs) it's clear Warner Brothers doesn't know how to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Zosla will uh, find some good people, because Lord knows Superman deserves it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're looking right now is finding finding people. They reportedly want a Kevin Feige-like leader to kind of head them off. They've already talked to a couple of people, including somebody like Emma Watts, who was a former top film executive of 20th Century Studios in Paramount. Doesn't look like she was interested. The one thing that does concern me is there is this one bit where Zaslav was less interested in finding somebody that is a creative guru who maybe has more passion for the comics and trying to get everything right and seems more eager to find somebody who has a business background needed to keep all the different factions at DC working more harmoniously. If there's a way you can combine the two, that's perfect. Like, Feige wasn't a guy that knew how to produce movies right away. He had experience, he had time, and he is a guy that cared a lot about Marvel Comics and was passionate about them and was probably the right guy to lead Marvel into doing what they're doing now. But right now, he has not learned how to take care of the business stuff, be a producer, all that stuff. And so, if there's a way you can combine those two aspects, great. It's just I'm concerned that like you're finding somebody that's more business type as to somebody that is a person that's all about the creative vision, that cares about these characters, cares, of, is passionate about the comics, but does sound like Zazlev does understand the value that these characters have. That's the one thing I'll give him. It's just, do you want somebody with a business background, albeit, they would keep everything running smoothly. Do you want somebody like that heading it up, or do you want somebody who is more creative and has more passion and knows the value, like Zazla does, of these characters?
1: I'd say, i say, I think Hamada said recently after the Batman success that, this is before, of course, the buyout officially went through, but he said, from here on out, Warner Brothers DC would be led by auteurs, you know, people who had control of the films, which we which were all like, thank God, that's what you should have been doing for a, a long time. <laughs> I think that should absolutely stay the case as they go into it. But back to Feige, I think Feige's biggest asset was he was on the ground for like the very early stages of comic book movies becoming a thing. He was there for X-Men, yeah. Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, and he was there for the bad, like the, the Ben Affleck Daredevil and the uh, Only Lee Hulk, which, you know, I like, but I get it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Like he he was there to see. Okay, this is what can work and what won't work. And you know he hasn't been perfect. Like we'll we'll say that as much as we shill for the MCU. Like there are some MCU projects that are just like never again.
0: Dark World. Undo.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Incredible Hulk. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, he's learned, and that's what, and the MCU's learned as a as a result of that. That's the problem with DC. They. They never really learned. They just kind of like kept throwing ideas at the wall and hoping for the best. Like, As much as I think Zack Snyder was definitely not the right guy to do Superman, at least maybe letting him do Man of Steel 2 before you immediately did Batman Superman would have been a different route. Mm
2: -hmm. And again,
1: bring more people in. Because you know, Zack Snyder's filmography doesn't really scream, oh, I can head a cinematic universe. Like Man of Steel when it was coming out, you know that was me and my fellow DC fans hope. Like, okay, this is this are is gonna this start end to you know, getting what Marvel has across the street with you know Avengers and all that. If we're gonna get Justice League within you know, five years or so, which you know, was true. We got it within four. Yeah. But it was terrible, <laughs> and we didn't get an inter- we didn't get an induction for literally sixty percent of the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's in such a weird place. I think the Reevesverse really threw this off because if that doesn't happen, again, the DCU still exists. And you show that, you know, these characters can exist in that universe without being, you know, BVS misery for the entire duration. Because, you know, I'm selfish. The Batman is truly one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen. And I want that to continue.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because it, it, it feels like what Batman Begins did, where it's like, it's so different, but it has a lot of potential, and it's really good as a starting point that, truth be told, I have all the faith in the world, the second one will be Dark Knight levels of amazing. And again, yeah. re, the, the big thing, though, is, is it grounded like the Dark Knight was, where the DC, the DC universe as a whole doesn't exist? Because when they were filming, especially during the Halloween stuff at the beginning, on on set, there were uh, set photo leaks of uh, people, you know, Gothamites dressed up as Bat- uh, Superman and Wonder Woman. Which would oh, have been yeah. like a, a little fun wink wink nod nod. It's like, yeah, the Justice League exists. Batman's just not there yet. But of course, you know, they uh, – Reeves, uh, Reeves played around with you know set photo leaks, like uh, Zoe Kravitz at the uh, Mayor's funeral didn't happen in the film, but that was the big set leak photo that everyone latched onto. Yeah. So who know Again, who knows where that is? And again, in probably classic DC Warner Bros. fashion, they don't even know what what they were doing with that. <laughs> they just knew give Reeves control and see what happens. And well, almost 750 million dollars later at the box office, yeah. <laughs> I I say they won.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, You know, the whole finding a Kevin Feige figure, it is going to be tough because you have to wonder, what does Zaslav and the top leadership there want right now? Do they want somebody like Feige that made Iron Man in 2008 and they want him now? I don't know if that's the case. And also, I mean, it's going to be hard to find another Kevin Feige. Can it be done? Absolutely, it can be done. We just don't know who that person is. There, there's probably a person out there that could be a Kevin Feige type of guy. And I was watching a video on YouTube where they there was a long debate talking about the route that they should go with DC and the overhaul. And there's a great point that somebody made in the comments that you know. And they made this point. And they made this point looking to the NBA. Did anybody think there's going to be another MJ after what he did with the Bulls in the 90s with the two three peats? Did anybody ever think that there's going to be somebody that was going to come along and be as good as MJ? Probably not. But eventually, you knew there was going to be a couple guys that, down the line that were going to try to do what MJ did. And you look at Kobe Bryant. He tried to do his best MJ impression and almost did it. So, maybe DC doesn't need a guy like Kevin Feige, who's like the Michael Jordan of the movie industry right now. But maybe they can find a guy that's like a Kobe, like a LeBron right now, that can still give you good results. Maybe not as good as MJ, but can give you really good results and can come really close. Because, listen... If they can get that, that is a far cry better than what they are getting right now. So, if they can find somebody that is like Feige, may not be as good as Feige, but is close to it, that's a success. But you gotta find the person first, and I think you gotta give them time too. You can't expect them to come in right away and just, you know, bam, be successful. You gotta give them time, they're gonna make a couple mistakes. Just let them work work through that. Let them learn from it. That's exactly kind of what Feige did, is like learn like, okay, here's what works, here's what doesn't. Give them time and see what happens. And I mean, that's one thing DC hasn't done with the leadership stuff, is give people time to let stuff unfold. And with the way Zaslav and the top leadership are running things right now, and how we hope they run things, it looks like whoever that person is is going to get that chance.
1: Personally, I think their strategy shouldn't really be a person, but rather maybe a brain trust. And my example here is really kind of disregarding everything that DC has right now. Like, I would find somebody who had the passion for the following. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter. Maybe you can, you know, throw in two other things if you're choosing. Give them the money, get them going, figure out. Where to how to release, you know, obviously, I think Green Lantern The Corpse would make more sense as an HBO Max series because it's so diverse and huge and ridiculous that that would be a draw to the the, uh, the streaming. And of course, you know, the rest of them can be on film. And you know, have this group of what is that? When I say like seven, nine people, yeah, have them work in, you know, have them work, give them the time. Oh, I, I can give you a hint of all those uh, failed DCU, DCE, DCE uh, Peter DCEU ideas I've had. <laughs> Basically, give each character two films to begin with, and then have a Justice League movie. Like by that point, you've you've introduced them, you've expanded upon what they do, and then you bring them together. In a way, I feel like depending on how you approach it, I. I have to feel like Matt Reeves and Rob Pattinson would be into this if you get somebody smart with, you know, especially Superman, Wonder Woman. Like, if anything, get a DC Trinity verse going. Get, get two of each of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, have them team up in a Trinity movie, you know, an actual Dawn of Justice. <laughs> and then from there, you could build off on, you know, introducing Flash, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, all those, all those. Like, don't do what it sounds like the Flash movie is becoming, where they're going to redo the multiverse, where General Zod comes back, Michael Shannon, which, you know, admittedly is the best part of Man of Steel, because he's just so ridiculously evil, <laughs> where he kills baby Superman, and you just immediately say, okay, Supergirl, you're the you're the kryptonite now. It's like, here's the thing, I want to see Supergirl. Supergirl's great, but, like, you can't just kill superman to bring supergirl in that's like a reverse uh women in refrigerators trope from the comics like it, it doesn't work <laughs> like it we, we could talk about the flash leaks for hours but like that movie's gonna be a disaster and that that was even if that was with ezra miller not being crazy which sounds like he's fired so there's another uh big l for uh warner Bros. dc but yeah i mean I hate to say it, the resource is kind of killing this rebrand because it was so good, and clearly you, you need to do more of it. But can you really just keep Batman on the sideline and have you know a universe without him?
0: It'd be tough. Yeah, it would be. Again,
1: maybe this is this is the alternate universe where they try to do de- to do a DC universe when the Dark Knight trilogy was going on. It's like, well, do we have two Batman running around? I think people would accept it. If you make it different enough. Yeah. But again, it's I think the, the biggest X factor is how do you integrate HBO Max into this? Because HBO Max clearly can be the greatest thing for you. Introducing, you know, like, teams. Like, get an actual high-budget Team Titans going. Get an actual high-budget Green Lantern Corps going. You know, introduce future quests. So, you know, just really anything and you could be printing money and again the, the reason dc gets so much attention even though it's fa- even though it's had struggles even though i, I would argue the last couple years they have really turned it around 1984 excluded of course <laughs> is that you have a lot of characters there that have literally decades upon decades of material and notoriety like there's a reason it's a big two with Marvel and DC. And again, history is written by the victor. So it's going to look like Marvel was always the king. That was not the case. Marvel, nobody, even I think up until 2012 when the Avengers happened and worked. If you went back to 2011 and said who would win, people would still put money on DC. It's like yeah. the hope, the hope still is there to an extent. You just have to tell the public like we're we're gonna do it right now. But again, you've kind of shot yourself in the foot because you just lost Ezra Miller as the Flash because he's l- lost his mind. You have a successful Reeves universe which is completely disconnected, and you admitted to that. And then you have James Gunn existing within the Snyderverse but being its own kind of like like different multiverse in a way. <laughs> like how do you bring those three things together (laughs) and can you
0: yeah uh it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what they do and like we said at the top they got uh lots of time to figure out what they want to do with between now when Hamada's contract gets out to maybe when they really can start to gear down and start to plan out what they want to do but uh yeah this is a this is big stuff um you know, and we hope that this is the start of DC getting on the right path. Because, listen, if DC gets on the right path, we're going to eat even more as fans of all this nerd stuff. We're going to enjoy a lot more DC, along with Marvel. And who's going to benefit from all of it? Yeah, the the companies will, Well, we are especially. We're going to eat, absolutely eat, with having Marvel still kicking it, and if DC gets on the right path and they start doing well, we're going to be the ultimate winners.
1: The ultimate fantasy is, uh, in years past, when anyone's ever asked Kevin Feige, like, would you do anything with DC? He'd be like, that's their own thing, not not yada. But recently, he's been saying never say never, which, you know, <laughs> does he have more faith than even I do in DC? Because, let's be real, a even like a even like a 2012 MCU-style DC extended universe crossing over with Marvel would make so much money. I don't even think the combined efforts of Warner Bros. and Disney can even understand how much money that would be. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, think that's James, I think that's James Cameron's nightmare. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he sees when he wakes up with his uh, Avatar plushies. Like, like oh, <laughs> Batman and Iron Man on the same screen? Superman and Captain America, Thor and Wonder Woman. You can't do that.
0: You know, Peter. It reminds me of all those jokes about how Morbius was going to make like three hundred trillion dollars at the box <laughs> office, and it was, it's like actually, don't uh, DC and Marvel combined might actually make that.
1: <laughs> I mean, even if it was just as simple as you know, a multiverse movie where it's Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, who whoever you you decide to cast with you know uh downey evans and hemsworth's you know iron man captain america and thor like would you not want to be their opening date for that <laughs> yeah i would uh, again that that's you know the the craziest pipe dream but i think a solid dc vision in film and streaming would have to play the hand of both companies to be like, you know, we've done crossover comics multiple times before, you know, with the teams and just characters, you know, there's been Superman Spiderman Spider-Man crossovers. Like, if it was like a, a 50-50 split production and, you know, uh, uh, revenue, I think, I think both sides have to do it.
0: And the 50-50 split, I mean, you look at it, it's gonna make a lot of money. Because yeah. of, of these two universes. So even if you do a 50-50 split, you might not like it at first. But once you see the money coming, you're like, ah, oh, crap. I'm glad we did the 50-50 split. Because look how much we got here.
1: Sony, but, of course, yeah. is like just tapping on the door like, can we play too?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are... Uh, I, I don't know. If, I don't think I sent this meme in the group chat. But it's like this meme where Sony... Is like Stephen Grant, and they're looking at Mark Spector, and Mark Spector is Marvel and Kevin Feige, and they're like, "Come on, let me save us."
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that on Twitter. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that had to be. I haven't even seen more, but I can't only imagine that was Kevin Feige's first thought. Just yeah. like Amy, stop! For God's <laughs> sake, just you know what? Give me the rights. And I'll give you all the profit. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just stop murdering my boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess Peter, that's a that's somewhat of a transition to talk about uh, the next thing that's uh, on our list, and that is Moon Knight. Uh, if you if you've been listening to this pod since the beginning,
1: you know our transitions are never planned, but somehow we get them right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, not completely right, but. There's the occasional one where you get 100% bang on right. So, yeah, we are talking about Moon Knight, and we're going to be spending the rest of the pod talking about Marvel and two Stevens, one with a V and one with a P, HD. So, (laughs) there's my attempt at a bad joke right there. But, nonetheless, we're going to start talking about the one with the V, and start talking about Moon Knight with the first three episodes. Of course, one thing... Peter and I were talking about pre-show is we haven't had a whole lot of new Marvel content to discuss. Not since No Way Home. So it's been a while. We've had some DC stuff to talk about. We had some bits of Marvel news, but this is our first new Marvel thing. And Peter, if you look at the stuff we've gotten recently with the shows, this is technically our first brand new character that we're getting in a Disney Plus show. Because if you look at all the other shows we got last year, they were pre- pretty much had to deal with existing characters. And so this is our first dip into the waters of a new character.
1: That is right. Yeah, that that, that literally is what's happening. And <laughs> it's, it's going to continue this year with uh, Miss Marvel and She-Hulk.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's kind of doing somewhat the opposite of what last year did. I mean, you had No Way Home, yeah, sure. Yeah, Black Widow. She's an existing character, but she's never had her own movies. But if you look at the shows, they were all existing characters. And you had two movies that dealt with a whole lot of new characters in Shang-Chi and Eternals. And this year's kind of flip-flop, where the shows are going to be having new characters that we're going to be introduced to. And the movies are going to be dealing with a lot of pre-existing characters. So kind of a nice flip-flop there. But we get our introduction to Moon Knight and all the craziness that is involved with this, with the first three episodes. And Peter, we're only one episode off of the screeners that everybody got with the first four episodes, so we're about a few days away from that. But first three episodes so far, what have been your thoughts on the newest Marvel character?
1: Well, I I gotta say, I really had no... uh connection to Moon Knight coming into this like I feel like I've always you know and again I know it's almost cliche for me to like say this during any superhero review but you know the the asterisk of like I grew up on DC primarily so like anything Marvel related other than Spider-Man I've kind of just been learning as you know the MCU's grown but I always do like Moon Knight was more of a dark like in a way he was their Batman but they gave him you know the whole uh dissociative identity disorder to like kind of uni- you keep it unique and he also had some comedic elements to him that was that's really all i knew coming into this and i feel like so far after three episodes like yeah everything i expected is really working well in the mcu which is funny because twitter seems to be, hate it like every time <laughs> he, moon Knight goes funny there's like oh but you know it's just like the mcu formula i'm like isn't this what Moon Knight's supposed to be like? That's what you were all building him up as, you know, in, in the month leading up to, you know, episode one. Like, look, look what Moon Knight does in the comics. He's calling Dracula a nerd and he's swearing at people and he's he's, he's he's funny. It's like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. And, like, <laughs> it's happening and suddenly it's just like, why isn't it dark and miserable? It's like, I'm sorry. It, it, did, did all these MCU accounts get hacked by the Snyder call and I just didn't realize it? <laughs> like,. <laughs> From my perspective, the whole Moon Knight Stephen Grant uh, Mark Specter thing, it's working pretty well for me three episodes in. I'm really enjoying it. Like there's the comedy's there, but like there's a really good tragic element. And I, I loved it in the first yeah. episode where uh you know Stephen Grant, you know, he's he planned a date with this uh woman, but of course, you know. We figure out Mark Spector took over along the way and like, he completely missed it. And he goes, you know, but, but yeah, you know, he doesn't realize that the, the days past So if he goes there that night, it's like, Hey, where are you? Like, he's just like, of course, justifiably angry at him. Cause she blew him off. But he's like, no, no, no it, it's, it's Friday. And I was like, no, it's Sunday. It's like, and you just like see as he orders, you know, his meal, he's just like completely broken by it. It's like, you know, th- this poor guy, I think that's an interesting thing for the MCU to explore. Like, yeah this is a power that sucks (laughs) because every every skill and every skill ability power whatever you want to refer to it as depending on who the character is like they've always kind of shown it as fun like you know some of them like Wanda of course you know they get some tragedy added to it but like you know Wanda's power she's still in control but for the most part you know aware of herself like no this this poor guy he's just you know at least the Stephen Grant variant, man just trying to live and you know, I I guess the goal is, you know, become a curator at the museum, but he's stuck in the gift shop. And like every now and then Mark Spector takes over and, you know, leaves him on these wacky hijinks across the world. And uh, he finally woke up at the wrong time and he's just like, oh no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, pretty much what you said through these first three episodes, I mean I mean, first off tip of the hat to what Oscar Isaac and what Ethan Hawk have done with these with these first three episodes because they've both been bringing it so far Um, you know, especially Oscar with the stuff that you mentioned with how he's playing this role and the tragedy element especially in that first episode with the whole date scene that you really start to feel for this guy. like He doesn't know what's going on. And he's got this other personality that takes over in spurts. And just is doing his own thing. And is going out and being a mercenary. And killing people. And stealing stuff from Egypt and all this stuff. I mean, so there's a tra- tragedy to what Stephen Grant is going through. But of course, we learn Mark is... Of course, the main personality, if you will, between the two. And you, Oscar Isaac is playing both sides really well. Like, I mean, if you I think about to how Episode 2 opened up, where they're looking at the security footage of the ending of Episode 1, which was absolutely nuts with the way that Jackal was like, Guys, somebody help me out here. I'm about to be being the crap up and you get to the beginning of episode two and you look at the security footage and steven's like thinking this is going to show what happened of course it doesn't and you see steven comes out at least it it looks like it's even to other people and steven looks at the video footage and sees like that's not him that's mark it's like yeah that's not me and and The video camera shows Mark, and he's like, yeah, you can tell it's him. So, like, he's playing it really well. They've been, he and Ethan Hawke have both been really great through these first three episodes. You really like Hawke's villain in this so far.
1: The introduction of him was so good, because you have uh, Every Grain of Sand by Bob Dylan. So, obviously, from the beginning, I'm like, what a banger. (laughs) And, like, it's just, like, this methodical, like, he's basically, you know, just drinking a glass and the next thing you know, he breaks it and puts it in his shoes, and, like, that's what he does every day, and you can constantly hear it as, you know, his character <laughs> walks around just, you know, uh, d- doing stuff. Like, that. that's... I, I don't know if that's, like, his thing for Amit, or that's just something he does, because, you know, he's a cult leader or whatnot, but... <laughs> and then you transition into, uh, Stephen Grant, and you're playing <laughs> a song I discovered... A Man Without Love by, this is the greatest name I've ever heard for a singer, Ryan, Engelbert Humperdink. <laughs> absolute, absolute banger, as the kids say. <laughs> like, you know, literally within the first 10 minutes, like, you have two great musical cues and you've established your character as well. Like, and Hawk did that without saying a, a, a word.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, it's just,
1: yeah, it's just this crazy, devote cult leader. And then here's you know, basically Stephen Grant, Moon Knight, Mark Spector. Who who knows at this point? <laughs> like that first episode, I think really hit a lot of cards. It hit a lot of marks perfectly. If you know how Stephen Grant operates, how he like is aware something's wrong with him, so he has to do all these things like putting the sand, putting the sand on the uh, the floor to see if there's footprints, uh, putting that piece of tape. On the uh, the crack or the the I forget, I don't know why he does the, the the tape but I guess like it's some sort of uh, way to tell and of course chaining himself to the the, the bed yeah because <laughs> he he thinks he's sleepwalking and of course he his first inclination of it he's complete in another country his jaw's broken <laughs> and he has you know the voices of Konshu in his head just like oh no 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 don't do this and like he's trying to. He's Trying to give the uh, the MacGuffin back, uh, the, t- the the scare the scare. Thank you. He's trying to give it back, and like Mark Spector, Conshu, or whatever is not allowing him. And <laughs> it looks like at one point they're the people are going to overwhelm him, but he goes into that you know Mark Spector mode real quick, and he just comes back to it. And we got like noticeable blood in the MC. Like we've had blood in the MCU before, but it's kind of like you know more subtle or not, you know, in focus. Like, no, like, Mark Mark Spector murdered these people. Mm. (laughs) Moon Knight violently killed these people in a way that you could see you could have seen them in the Defenders miniseries.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) this is different. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, let's talk uh, with Moon Knight. Um, I mean, the costume looks great.
1: Oh, um, it's beautiful.
0: Uh everything looks great. The Mr. Knight costume looks great. <laughs> <laughs> some of the suit, some of the suit. <laughs> uh that suit looks amazing. it looks sleek. Uh,
1: I-, I love how the introduction of it was a half failed superhero landing. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that cut there. There there was there have been some weird cuts in this, like uh the second episode where Stephen Grancy's conscious, like they do like the the, the freeze frame on the screen and then like cut to him running like that was weird but on a technical level like l- let me tell you once uh once Chloe out told Kevin Feige you can film a sunset like he, he definitely started learning filming <laughs> <laughs> like, the, 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 there's a noticeable uptick in cinematography and filmmaking in this so far
0: yeah I mean you've had some really good looking shots in the show so far um it, it's been great so far Khonshu's been amazing I just love Konshu just talking crap about Stephen Grant just like get this idiot out
1: of here he calls him the worm he calls him the idiot oh it's like (laughs) I want to know what he was thinking when he he chose this man as you know his uh his avatar (laughs) like was he just that desperate
0: well I mean I think we are definitely gonna find out a little bit more about it with uh a lot of what's been done so far, there's been hints and nods to Jeff Lemire's run on Moon Knight, and I assume we're going to get some more here. Uh, the one thing I think that people have been waiting to see is is that third personality that's also tied with Moon Knight, Jake Lockley, is that going to come into play? Um, there's actually been a couple different theories about this, and uh, one goes back to the date scene where, like, Did Steven ask that woman out or was it Jake?
2: Because
0: I don't think it was Mark because he was still going through his divorce and he might not want to date at the current moment. And Steven obviously had no clue about it. Could have been that third personality, Jake Lockley, who is in the comics kind of that ear to the ground personality of the three. So maybe that's the case. And also... There's been a theory, if you look at the posters they released. Of course, they released one of Moon Knight. They released one of Mr. Knight. And they released a third one with just Oscar Isaac and with the hood over his head. And you maybe start to wonder if that's going to be Jake, that personality that uh, ties in. And if you look at the last episode, there is a gap in time where... Neither Mark nor Steven acknowledged, like, neither of them knows what was going on. And so maybe that's something we see happen.
1: That's interesting because Mark's clearly aware of Steven's presence the entire time. So, like, for a completely third personality to be there, you know, that's kind of uh, an interesting thing to play with. Especially if, you know, you would imagine Kanchi would have told him that.
0: Yeah. Uh, you would expect. Conscious to have said something about that but I don't know that's probably something we see happening in uh, in this next three episodes uh, of course one of the great shots of the series has been the whole sequence in the last episode with them going 2000 years back in time with, with the sky <laughs> I'll tell you what Peter, the people at the MCU have, have had to go through a lot of crap here recently. Oh it,
1: it's getting bad I mean you know their loved ones get dusted then they come back out of the blue without you know any any way to know you have to deal with that you have you know the plants and egg for the celestials and now uh the the king of celestials appears in the sky you have (laughs) the multiverse going i mean it it's not gonna lie (laughs) even though the snyderverse is very depressing and sad At least there, it's only once in a while when Superman is just yeeting people through buildings, killing people indiscriminately. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm just saying, maybe maybe the miserable universe is a little better to live in at the moment than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. One moment, you get a celestial that appears in in the sky. The next moment, the sky looks like it's going back 2,000 years in time. You never know what you're going to get.
1: I love the disconnect for some of the phase four shows like uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier and Hawkeye, where literally it ends with, you know, them building a boat or them going to Christmas and, you know, No Way Home a week week later ends with, you know, Peter Parker depressed at his absolute lowest with nobody to turn to because he had to like shut that part of the the, the universe down. Like it's (laughs) it works, but it's just hilarious to think about.
0: Yeah, I mean, you talk about some of those other shows, I mean, we have had, we've not had any real MCU easter eggs. I think that's one appeal that a lot of people have for Moon Knight right now. Although, those people that did get some screeners for the first four episodes, I think there's a lot of talk about, like, not a whole lot of MCU easter eggs. There's a couple in this past episode. Uh, one was name dropped and I believe I had to go back and watch the episode, but one was a little more subtle and it goes back to arashim they something that had to deal with Arashem, uh with one of the pyramids. And so that's something that's an Easter egg. And also Layla, she name dropped Madripoor, which, hey, <laughs> Madripoor, Falcon Winter Soldier, episode three. Zemo dancing in the club. uh. <laughs> so there's a couple Easter eggs right there, but we haven't been, there hasn't been this open thing where it's like, you know, this is a part of the MCU. It's kind of been its own thing. I think maybe that's one reason why there, there's a lot of people that like it so far as like, there's no real set connections between Moon Knight and this part of the universe and the rest of the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, Peter. With the way these first three episodes have gone, I'm really excited what's going to unfold these next four in these next three episodes. Uh, I've read that the fourth episode it, it, there's a crazy a lot of crazy stuff that happens at the end, so that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. Uh, but I do think we're probably going to deal with a lot of stuff that's tied in with the. The mirror run of Moon Knight. And there's a couple stuff in there, but... Uh, I'm just excited to see where the series goes next. See Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawk kill it again these next three episodes. And uh, see Layla. Layla was great this third episode.
1: Oh my, I really like how she interacted with Mark and Steven. Like how she's quickly... Aware that there's a difference in how she approaches both of them, I really like that. Like, it's going to be weird to see like how that if there is a love storyline, how that's going to play out with you know the multiple personalities. Again, I've never read Moon. I've never read a Moon Knight comic, so I'm not sure how you handle those two characters. But I, I will say, for the moment, this is a tier for me. My, my my only worry is you know. It seems like some of these MCU shows are hindered by the six-episode format, which is so weird They're, they do that because they let WandaVision go all out from the from the get-go, and then they like immediately reel it in.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's one thing to be concerned about is how it sticks a landing, but I mean, so far, so good uh, as of right now. Uh, there is a, one thing I'm also curious about, and the start of the episode had to deal a lot with them. Is we did get to see a lot of the Egyptian gods and their avatars, and Peter, we we know on Twitter that there's been a clamoring for a certain MCU trailer of Thor: Love and Thunder, and there's a character mm-hmm. in there that is called the God Butcher. Wonder if there's yep. any tie-in, maybe.
1: I'm about to say the final episode of Moon Knight is on May 4th, and I think Thor: Love and Thunder is coming out July 7th, like. That's kind of, and again, Multiverse of Madness, which we'll be getting here to shortly, that's May 6th. So, I mean, like, it, it's, it's absolutely TikTok for a Love and Thunder trailer. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it truly feels like th- those two things are critical to however they're going to market that. So, I'm definitely excited for that.
0: All right. I think, you know, you mentioned Multiverse of Madness. I, I guess it's prediction time. And, uh, uh, oh boy, Peter, I am, uh, I, I'm dreading this one. <laughs>
1: this, is, this is super tough because clearly Disney security is infinitely better than Sony security ever was. <laughs> like, realistically, the only major confirmed cameo we had is because it was in the trailer and, you know, uh, Well, it's Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart can leak the movie online, he would still be untouchable. So, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, other than that, like, watching the trailers, I'm just kind of like, I don't really know what they're going for here, to be completely honest, but it feels like a mini Avengers movie, like we said in the uh, the pre-show. Like, it's a sequel six, almost six years after the first Doctor Strange, which, you know, I think, is consistently in our D or F tier when we rank them. Yeah. But yet, this feels like the most hyped movie ever. (laughs) Because, like, you know, for the past year and a half, they've been telling us multiverse, 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 multiverse. And we've been like, we're interested. What do you got for us? And this feels like the thing that's really going to throw it over the edge. And there's a lot riding on a Doctor Strange sequel that I would not have guessed in 2016, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: <laughs> I mean, but realistically, all we know is we have Doctor Strange, we have Wanda, we have uh, uh, America Chavez. Is that that's her, that's her name? Hmm. Miss America. Yeah. Okay. Those are the big things in uh Mondu. The villain, the, the setup villain for the sequel from the first movie, correct?
0: Mordo, you mean.
1: Mordo, thank you. And of course Party Boy Wong.
0: Yeah like, Hey, we couldn't forget about him.
1: <laughs> oh, actually we, we should say uh Supreme Sorcerer, Party Boy Wong. Never forget uh, that No Way Home setup.
2: A very important one.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can't believe we forgot about that. Oh huh, yeah. Uh that's a big one. But uh Yeah, pretty much.
1: I think we're going to handle this kind of like, I feel like I have an idea how it begins. And of course we'll talk about potential cameos. I think that's the big thing, but like how it, and of course I think what it could be setting up because there's a very big thing that we've been clamoring for, for about three years now. And we're kind of like, we understand you need time, but like, Come on, bud. We need a certain X factor. <laughs> so, Ryan, uh, if you don't mind, I think I'll give my introduction for the movie, and we'll maybe go off from there.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I, I think I have an idea of what your introduction may be. I'm, not, I'm may be completely wrong, uh, but yeah, let's hear it.
1: I think we immediately open where WandaVision left off. I think that's the intro of our movie. I think it'll be her playing with the the, the Dark Book of Magic, whatever it was called. Uh, she'll hear her kids. I think there could be a cut in that moment, or it'll be alluded to by Doctor Stranger America Chavez later, because uh, as I've learned, again, going back to the I Know About DC, not Marvel, America Chavez is like an interdimensional multiversal crossing hero? I think that's her that's her thing. Mhm. So I think her Doctor Strange could say the moment she here Wanda hears her kids is when Loki and Sylvie destroy the multiverse. Like that that could be a thing. Because time technically works different in the uh, TVA as we learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those I think those two things oh wait hold on. When did? What's the relationship between Wandavision? And, oh, wait, actually, it doesn't matter because Wandavision ends, you know, potentially months after the events of Westview, so that's where No Way Home could also happen. Oh, I gotta, I gotta juggle all these multiverse <laughs> setups. <laughs> Shout out to Falcon and Winter Soldier for just ending with Sam and Bucky fixing a boat. That makes my life so much easier.
0: Yeah, just hanging out at the end. Bucky <laughs> being the cool uncle. Yeah. Just a good time.
1: Okay, so Loki season one finale happened. Maybe you can have it where WandaVision and No Way Home were happening around the same time?
0: I had to see what. Well. I'm trying to think of the
1: timeline now. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> I think the timeline is WandaVision was only a few weeks after Endgame. And the mm-hmm. way No Way Home sets up, it. It follows Far From Home, which happens in 2024, because they got to go that Um, whole school year again. Yeah. And then you have to suffer No Way Home. But it's probably clear
1: time passed between the end of Westview and that moment with Wanda, because it looks like she's been for her to get in that position where she can control her astral self and just, you know, her normal self probably took some time yeah okay what you know what i'm gonna for the moment i'm gonna let the people who actually create these films figure that out i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say loki happens and that's when wanda's kids get hurt because now the multiverse is broken and her whole reality thing is now can be multiverse or whatever and i think she'll immediately jump on that because clearly that's what she was doing She, she was looking for so i think In classic fashion with how they've handled uh, Scarlet Witch and Wanda, she'll immediately get the events rolling, and I think Dr. Strange is going to have to respond to that. I think Mordo Mordo will eventually come in because technically this is a Dr. Strange sequel, even though I doubt – even though I'm confident 98% of the people about to watch it could care less about that fact. (laughs) (laughs) I, I certainly don't. I think Mordo will be the one to like, kind of get Wanda on that evil track. Maybe start gaslighting her to, you know, be against Strange. I think that. Uh, I think after that, the uh, the flowers, the, uh, the the garden scene will happen. With we saw in the trailer with Wanda and you know Doctor Strange talking about stuff. I think he'll mm-hmm. get an inkling that Wanda did something bad. Yeah, it's Taylor Swift song. That'll happen. I think also in the uh, the Super Bowl trailer it'll be the setup where Wanda starts you know talking to him like hey when you do this stuff you're a hero when I do it I'm evil so I, I think those two will go tan in, hand in hand ham blah hand in hand thank you peter <laughs> I think maybe Wanda will throw strange into the multiverse and that's where I think America Chavez will come and save him that's how I think maybe the first 30 minutes or so will go, and I think from there, whatever Morda, Morda wants from Wanda will start breaking the multiverse, and I think that's where eventually the Illuminati will have to come in and be like, hey, dude, I'm uh, Patrick Stewart from the X-Men, and I need your help. <laughs> That's what I think. That's what I think the beginning is. Everything after, I, I'm just, I'm gonna be real. I'm completely clueless. I think, I don't think they're gonna have Wanda become a villain. I think they'll go for a, another, you know, tragic story for her where, you know, she 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 got in over her head, did some damage. Now she's got a little of the consequences. It's kind of cliche at this point. I kind of would like to see them go more evil, Wanda, but I just, I. Don't think they're gonna have a villain franchise. That, that just doesn't seem like a Disney thing.
0: Yeah. So with that, with what you were talking about with your like how this intros up, I do think Mordo's probably gonna get involved, and in, in, you're probably on the right track. Is gonna gas like the mess out of Wanda, try to get her mm-hmm. to go against Strange. I do think because going back to America Chavez with her being an interdimensional traveler. I feel like we get those scenes where it's at Christine's wedding and he's there. And it seems like shortly after that, you get that little fight where strange has this little magical blade and cuts through like a vehicle and they're going against that monster. I think it's those events are going to happen very closely around the same time. And we see, Chavez there I wonder if she travels through it interdimensionally something goes awry maybe she's working with a different strange in a different universe because we know there's there's probably gonna be multiple stranges in this movie we're, we're gonna have ours we're probably gonna have the you know supreme strange version from what if maybe
1: um, I completely forgot about the different versions of everybody oh yeah. Ooh. What if what if it's evil Strange talking to Wanda and she picks up on it and like like she does something like throw him away but now that means she doesn't trust actual Strange.
0: Maybe that that's yeah. If, the, mm. the the whole other versions of stuff can of people can really kind of change like your thought process without goes, but kind of what I'm thinking is like yeah. We're going to have these multiple Stranges. Maybe she's working with one. I think there there's also Defender Strange. Maybe she's working with somebody like him. Something happens to him. And she leaves. And she goes finds another Doctor Strange. Because she knows. Hey. There's probably a good chance that there's another one. I can trust that I can work with. To figure all this stuff out that's going on. Um, So I, I think she goes and seeks out Strange first. And I, then I think. You get everything popping off with him and Wanda. You get that scene, like you said, in the garden where it looks like that happens. And just things get wild and out of hand pretty quickly after that. Um, And we've talked about this. How soon do you think the cameos start to happen? Because it looks like we're going to have a lot of surprises for this film. How soon do you think the surprises start to happen?
1: Well, I I was shocked to see it's a two-hour runtime. Like, I was thinking with how big it sounded, like 230 would be the the minimum I was going to guess. So I I almost feel like if I'm going by my 30-minute intro that I pitched, I think maybe the seeds start getting planted there. Ooh, what if as America Chavez is, you know, pulling a strange for the multiverse she like brings into loki and Sylvie because i i I think they're in this i don't know how big of a role i feel like it has to be a big one because you know this is kind of their fault (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's a lot of people's fault but it's directly their fault (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i i think I feel like if they're that early, they would have to be in there for a long time. I feel like that would leak. I feel like Hiddleston and... Uh, De- 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 Mo- De- Mo- I- so- Sophia D something. DiMartino? Martino, thank you. I think that would have leaked by now, even with Disney security. Or who yeah. knows, because th- there, there are some crazy cameo ideas that I think are within the realm of believability that I feel like would have leaked within seconds. So, maybe...
0: Yeah, there's a there's a lot, you know. Peter, I instead of kind of like what I thought like the opening was going to be, I kind of just kind of put down ideas of stuff I've read on Twitter and then some leaks of possible ideas that could happen. I I just kind of went through like, okay, what all could we have? Um, we mentioned the strangest part. We might have the sort. We have the strange Supreme character from What If. Um maybe we go through an animated universe at some point. Maybe we go through the what if universe at some point. Um maybe this is not a crazy cameo, but it would fit since it's Sam Raimi, a Bruce Campbell cameo.
1: Oh, I would love that.
0: The question is what character would he be? <laughs> He'd be adorable. So,
1: well, it's funny, he said there was going to be it was going to make fans of the Evil Dead series happy. Uh And I was thinking, like, is that because he's going to do something like super messed up within the confines of (laughs) PG-13? Or could it be Ash from Evil Dead? That would make that would be hilarious.
0: And then there's the other possibility of with this film being directed by Raimi is do we get a Spidey cameo? Mainly Toby. Do we get a Toby cameo?
1: If Toby's there, I think he's getting killed.
0: Oh, I don't know by
1: who, but I feel like that would be like the big moment.
0: Oh, that that would kill our Spider-Man four hopes.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Scratch that off. Scratch it off.
1: <laughs> well, the, the, the craziest one I saw is like I don't want to I don't want to get too hardcore into cameo because I feel like we have to like have some ideas for a plot line before we can get there. Or who knows? Maybe, maybe we don't because th- this movie is going to become a cameo fest at one point or another. So, yeah, maybe it's within, who knows. <laughs> if you're looking for like crazy by beat by beat plot points, like we did for you know our Infinity War End Game No Way Home prediction pods, I think to some extent the Batman. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen here because we have like little to go off on, and it's such a weird concept that it's like. What are they really doing? Like, I I just literally just came to me. What if when the Illuminati, the supposed Illuminati, probably the Illuminati meets with uh, Strange, it's because one of the evil versions of Strange's was causing havoc and they find this one thinking it's him and like, ah, we got the wrong guy. I guess we got to tell him now. What if that's the whole shall we tell him line in the trailer? But uh, back to Spider-Man. One of the things I saw was back in the nineties when they were doing the James Cameron script. And if you remember that uh, that pod when we just we did the uh Sam Raimi uh trilogy retrospect, I told I think I told I told you and uh, Matt that uh one of the initial candidates for that James Cameron Spider Man was Leonardo DiCaprio, who of course is very good friends with Toby Maguire –
2: Oh, so what man. a cameo!
1: What a cameo that would be. But again, that's very hinged on Sony getting involved. Yeah. Which I feel like the more I thought about, like Sony would probably have put their name on it by now <laughs> if yeah. that was there. But again, you know, I, you could have been like under the table, like here's here's a check. Write whatever you want on it. Let us have Leonardo DiCaprio as Spider Man for like five minutes, <laughs> and and we'll be done. We'll be even. <laughs> So I, I think that would be absolutely ridiculous to see Leonardo DiCaprio in a Marvel, in an MCU movie, but I think because of the ownership issues, I don't think it's going to happen. So I, I'm kind of – I'm not going to lie. Even with Sam Raimi involved, I don't think we get any Spider-Man, not because they don't want to, but I think because Sony would be playing hardball.
0: Yeah. Uh. I guess let's talk about the Illuminati real quick, because I think it's pretty certain that we're gonna get him. And I guess let's lock in here who we think it's going to consist of. Because well, there's... One,
1: one of them has already confirmed it, even though yeah, now they're trying to say like, oh, well, yeah, he's in it, but he's not. He might not be that character. It's like he's that character. <laughs> Come on, yeah, Kevin.
0: it's <laughs> Professor X. Although I did write in my notes he could be from the original X Men trilogy. Or this is another idea I've seen tossed out. What if it's the animated version, but it has become live action, and he's there with his hover chair, and this is what he's been Ooh. doing all this time?
1: That's fun, and they they did announce, I think, at what the most uh, recent event that X Men '97 was coming back.
0: Yeah. Oh, that so, could be.
1: That could be fun. Yeah, there's an idea. I would really love if it was. The uh, post credit for X uh, X three. Fun fact: Did you people know there was a post credit for X Men three <laughs> back in two thousand six? <laughs> most people didn't because who stayed who stayed through the credits then. <laughs> I would love to see that Professor X and like maybe have like a hint of James McAvoy in there. It's like wow, this got out of hand really fast.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just like really really crap on Dark Phoenix and all that. No, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but. Let's be real patrick stewart's in it it's confirmed he's playing professor x in some capacity that that's that that's come on we're not stupid yeah Yeah. we're we're unhinged but we're not stupid i think the second one to lock in is some sort of uh okay i always it's always a 50 50 shot monica rambo
0: yeah she's the daughter right hold on all right hold on there's Maria, who's the mom. Monica, who's the daughter. Okay. I think it's Maria, and she's going to be a version of Captain Marvel. It looks like her, from what we've seen in the trailers, With we get a couple shots of her, and she's going against Wanda. I think she's probably one to lock in as well.
1: Maybe a Maria Rambo who was who took the flight that Carol Danvers took in Captain Marvel. Okay, I think that. Yeah. Works. Uh, we also have uh, Captain Carter from the yeah. What If series, most likely happening. I, I think that's completely confirmed in some capacity. So that's yeah, be safe.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a poster and with the, that had different shards of glass and one shard of glass had kind of like a reflection of her shield. So
1: perfect. So, so we got 3. We're looking good. Now it gets to uh <laughs> really fun stuff.
0: I definitely think the Mordo we see in the trailer is not from the universe we know. I think it's from this universe that with the that the Illuminati's in. He's probably the sorcerer supreme version of Mordo. I mean, we could have different versions of Mordo in this, too. So maybe there's our Mordo that talks to Wanda like he, you suggested in the first 30 minutes. And we get this version of Mordo who, in whatever universe he's in, he Sorcerer Supreme and not Strange or Wong and, or the Ancient One. So I think Mordo's probably somebody to lock in, too. For the um, Illuminati. Okay yeah
1: well uh, okay so we got four I think those are safe I think anything after this is pure speculation but I'm going to go off on we have some sort of superior Iron Man because clearly there were the uh, Yassification Ultron bot taking uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange to meet the Illuminati <laughs> and, and I think the big name is Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. which I think would be absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think some sort of Iron Man's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know about I... Tom Cruise, but it clearly, somebody had to build those Ultron bots, and usually it's an Iron Man-like character, so that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's a good one to look into.
1: It would be really, really wild to have Robert Downey Jr. back playing like maybe a more mellowed out Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> or again, maybe maybe it's just Robert Downey Jr. playing Superior Iron Man from another universe where it's Iron Man but different. But I I feel like I feel like you should play. Well, who knows? If we're bringing uh Haley Atwell back in uh. Oh, the actress who plays Maria, she was in Scott, uh, No Time to Die.
0: Lashana Lynch.
1: There we go. Maybe it would make sense to bring Robert Downey Jr. back, but I think Tom Cruise would be a little more fun because it'd just be so wild to see. Like, honestly, imagine a Marvel movie that had both Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I think my I think my brain would collapse in that moment. Just like I, I don't know how to process this.
0: Yeah, it would be wild. Talk about a a big month that would be for Cruz appearing this and then having Top Gun Maverick later in the
1: month. Uh, the only thing, though, is if you're bringing Tom Cruise in, he's going to demand you create the multiverse to film it. He's not going to do CGI. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, of course, I mean, it, it's only natural you should expect that.
1: Okay, uh, there's been a lot of talk about a Mr. Fantastic character. Yeah, the, the, of course the fans want John John Krasinski. I feel like that would have been leaked by now in some sort of fashion, even if it wasn't filmed. Just like some reporter, like, "Hey, uh, John Krasinski and his wife uh, signed to play Mister uh, Mister Fantastic and Invisible Woman." Ellie Blunt, there's the name. What What is wrong with me today? <laughs> <laughs> say, that's pretty much that was the fan casting, but it sounds like at least we know Emily Blunt was not interested, unless she's, you know, acting not interested because she is signed, but they don't want to announce it. You know, we're, we're, we're playing four-dimensional chess of psychology right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. About <laughs> saying say,
1: yeah. it, it wouldn't really make sense to bring the Miles Teller or 2005 actor back, because I can't even remember his name.
0: <laughs> I do think there's a chance think... he would come back, though. I do think maybe there's a chance. I do think there's a Mr. Fantastic that's going to be a part of this. We just yeah. don't know who it is.
1: Could it could it be the uh, Mr. Fantastic we're going to get for that Fantastic Four movie?
0: Yeah, that's possible. If,
1: it sounds like they really want to keep the Fantastic Four in the timeline that works well for it, the 60s, and maybe play off of that. So maybe establish that time travel multiversal stuff immediately. But, again, you feel like the a, a casting for, you know, one of the major teams in Marvel, and what's going to become more like a, not one of the staples of Phase 4 moving onward, would have been at least leaked by now.
0: Yeah. Uh, eventually, yeah.
1: Again, again, who knows, maybe Disney Security got that good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Um, I yeah, I definitely think we're getting a version of Mister Fantastic. It maybe is Krasinski's version or not. And you know, maybe they test out Krasinski as Mister Fantastic in this little part, and uh, see how he does, see how the audience responds, and maybe make him the MCU version of Mister Fantastic. Maybe the one we see is like a variant of his Mr. Fantastic, but there's two versions of him that look exactly like Krasinski, and maybe have one come to the MCU. I don't know, so I definitely think we're getting one. We're getting somebody from the Fantastic Four in here, and it's, it's probably going to be him, and he's probably going to be on the Illuminati. You can't have the Illuminati and not have Mr. Fantastic on that team. That's right. Just like you can't have Iron Man not on this team, because you know, he- Maybe it'll be the 2005
1: uh, actor. Hold on. Let me look that up real quick because that's going to annoy me. Uh... Oh, Ion Grufford? Grufford? Uh,
0: You're pronouncing... uh, uh, You're pronouncing... I can't say anything like you can, so...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Intertan 5 from the 573 where Peter and Ryan struggle to pronounce words for hours on end.
0: (laughs) Your pronunciation of it, I mean, hey, listen, it, it's just as good as mine. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but. Yeah, I, I think there's a solid chance, you know.
1: It would be recognizable to some extent because there were two movies with him back in 05 and 07, so. Yeah, sure. It could make sense. Oh, it sounds like there's going to be a version of Black Panther, which. Part of me thinks could be Michael B. Jordan coming back mm. to do maybe a different version where you know his he became the Black Panther because th- does it have to necessarily be T'Challa in the comics for the Illuminati?
0: No, I mean it, I, it could be the Killmonger version we see from uh well no wait he's tramped in uh, at the end of What If, but yeah it could be a version of him as Black Panther it could be uh. Man, that, this last spot is kind of tough to peg. It, it may be him. It, I've also seen Balder the Brave, which is kind of like a character tied back to Thor. Um, I've also seen Black Bolt from Inhumans, which is like, that's wild.
1: <laughs> About to say, I I I saw that too, but my immediate thought was like, there's no way Kevin Feige is going to let people be reminded of Inhumans. And I well, never not- saw Inhumans.
0: Oh, I did. It was terrible. But, I mean, hey, with yeah. Black Bolt, he, he doesn't need to say much, because if he does, he's gonna wreck the place. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know for this last spot. It's Iron Fist. <laughs> oh, how could... How how do we not know?
1: <laughs> but, Kevin, he's set in the actual MCU canon. So? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is where Kevin announces he bought DC. It's going to be Batman.
0: Oh yeah, no, there it's we go.
1: George, it's going to be it's going to be George Clooney's Batman.
0: Oh boy, here we go.
1: Because you know with the MCU humor, they're going to have so much fun with those bat nipple jokes. <laughs>
0: You get Clooney's Batman, you get a version of Leo as Spider-Man, and you get Tom Cruise as Iron Man. What a world that would be.
1: <laughs> it's just the writers just banging their head on a table of cocaine writing this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I I don't know what that last spot, I don't know who that's going to be, but I, I think this is a solid, these are solid guesses for Who's going to be on the team? We know Professor X is a lock. Captain Marvel, Maria Rambo, I think is a lock. Captain Carter, I think is. Mordo definitely is. We are going to have a version of Iron Man or Mr. Fantastic. Because, again, you can't have the Illuminati team without two of the big guns on that team. And that last spot, We've, who knows? We, we say
1: that, but Kevin Feige has made it very clear. They don't really go off the comics one-to-one. That they'll is get, true.
0: Like,
1: they'll get big things right. Like, you know, if you have the Infinity Gauntlet in Thanos' hand, usually it's always going to end, it seems, with, you know, the dusting of the universe. But, you know, Civil War, that's one of the few Marvel comics I own. Like, reading that and watching the movie, it's like a night and day difference. But again, I mean, they they do kind of handle it, again, with my Thanos example in the Infinity Gauntlet, like, they acknowledge like that stuff has to be like that so maybe maybe it maybe we will get an iron man mr fantastic and uh black panther alternate in there just to keep it interesting but the the, the the last one's a complete wild card which will be fun yeah uh like just imagine they really get crazy it's like oh i got it it's gonna be a uh, nick cage's ghost rider
0: Oh boy! Because hey, Ghost Midnight Rider, Suns, let's go.
1: Because Ghost Rider can go through like multiversal portals. I think when I uh, we, we did our superhero draft, I looked that up, and that was one of his abilities. Like he just like, rides motorcycle through like the multiverse, or some or something like that.
0: I mean, hey, we are having a Nicolas Cage Renaissance kind of at the moment,
1: and he so. loves superheroes. You know, he would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs>
0: get him in the next batman matt reeves you freaking he, coward he
1: doesn't, he doesn't even have a chair he just rides up on his motorcycle <laughs> and <laughs> professor x is just annoyed with him the whole oh i love that I, okay there's there's been i've read nothing that could suggest that'll happen but i want that now <laughs> <laughs> Ask kevin fye he's like how, how much time can we reshoot this film
2: <laughs>
1: to get the cage in for peter Okay the point of the Illuminati. I think I have an idea because WandaVision set up the idea of a nexus being.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, I know you're more acclimated with Marvel than I am, but just to make sure in the rules of the Marvel multiverse, nexus being means like your your character exists in the same capacity in multiple universes, correct?
0: Yeah, sounds about right, yeah.
1: So I think that's the spirit of the Scarlet Witch that she's known throughout the multiverse. But for this specific one, it's taken over Wanda Maximoff. And I think because clearly they set up in a uh, WandaVision with uh, Agatha that something there was something about Wanda from the get-go even before the uh experiment with the uh with hydra Mm -hmm. so clearly that was maybe like just a match made in heaven for this this uh being and now if you know the events of wanda vision now it's completely unlocked and now the scarlet witch and wanda maximoff have become maybe more acclimated together i don't want to keep using that word or become one or one is controlling the other Mm -hmm. and i think maybe maybe that's a big threat to the Illuminati. it's like okay listen the Scarlet Witch, it exists across multiverses. It's very dangerous, and she's found this one woman who's very dangerous, and now, you know, it's becoming a perfect storm, so we gotta do something about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it It definitely sounds like that could be the thing where, like, if you remember WandaVision, Agatha says, like, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, is destined to destroy the world. Um. Mm-hmm. And so that could be the way it happens across multiple universes where that happens, and the Dark Cult says that, and that in turn becomes a huge threat to the world and to the larger aspect of it, the multiverse. So, yeah. And
1: M- Mordo at the end of Doctor Strange 1, because I, I watched that during the, the initial quarantine, he was mad at the Ancient One for using like the Dark the dark timeline or something like that that was his
0: dark de- dark dimension magic yeah
1: yeah so maybe he has a vendetta to like undo what the ancient one did but he's not aware that using the scarlet witch power will destroy the multiverse which maybe is why the illuminati is so concerned it's like oh maybe that's how they get wanted to be good again like they'll show her the error of her ways but like Ooh, how do they take? Do they take her powers from her? Does the Scarlet Witch become like? Ooh, will that be one of the the variants of Wanda, like the actual Scarlet Witch in her true form?
0: Yeah, I mean, we. I think we're gonna get a, a couple of different versions of Wanda. I, the one that we know, I think, the one we've seen the trailers that looks like. Yeah, you know, she just came from work and is barefoot. Shout out Quinn Tarantino. Uh, and it looks all bloodied up, and it's going after the Illuminati. I mean, that definitely looks like it could be the case where it's that version of Wanda that you're talking about that just is, is going after the Illuminati, is going against that version of Captain Marvel. I mean, yeah, definitely. Sure, it's a possibility.
1: Okay, so we have an idea for a beginning. I think we predicted the middle. And maybe the setup for the ending. How does okay? So I think as the Illuminati, Doctor Strange, Wong, and Chavez come to confront Mordo and Wanda, that's when one of the two will start like throwing the multiverse into like shambles. Oh wait, I co- I completely set up the idea of Loki and Sully being in this. Yeah. There were some shots with, like, what looked like to be TVA portals.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah.
1: You gotta remember Kang is now a thing as well.
0: I don't know if Kang is gonna be that big of a player in this. You may be. Yeah, uh, I, I think
1: something with the credits will happen.
0: Yeah, maybe. I think that might be the only way it happens. Um, I do wonder with Wanda how she would go through the multiverse. Maybe it's... Listen, the thing with Wanda is she wants to find a version of her kids that are out there, right? Yeah. And we have a character in America Chavez who can travel through all these different universes. So, yeah, she may be upset at Strange and Morto may gaslight her to go against Strange. But she might say, hey, I need America Chavez because she could be the only way I can travel through the multiverse to find a version of my kids that i can take with me into the main MCU universe. So mm-hmm. maybe it's all about America Chavez and protecting her and making sure Wanda doesn't get her and you know tries to mess up the multiverse and mess up the timelines that are going on. That that could be a thing that happens. Um I do wonder if since we're going to get a lot of Wanda, it seems like. Do we see any hints of Vision or Quicksilver here real quick?
1: I, I definitely think acknowledgments of like what they meant to her past are there. I think... I think of Vision cameos... I think something Vision-related will happen. And I also... Yeah, actually, I think... any Aaron Johnson return as Quicksilver can happen.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be the Ralph Boner version. <laughs> nah.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so funny if like Professor X recognizes that version of Quicksilver. It's like, this, this was a
0: Richard Bonner
1: character? Like in his British accent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, there's... I think Chavez is probably going to be the key to a lot of this plot um, with traveling through the multiverse since she can do it. That's her power set. Wanda's focused on getting her kids. I do think we maybe have a Wanda versus Wanda moment. Maybe. Ooh, yes. I mean, we do see a a version of Wanda interacting with one and... what was it? Super Bowl trailer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I like mean, in the in the scene where she's meeting her kids again.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's in that setting. It looks like we see the one that's dressed all up, all in the Scarlet Witch attire, and we see that version. I think maybe interact. Maybe something goes on between them. So I think we're gonna oh, have actually, a one. Wand- yeah. It, it-
1: isn't that version of Wanda, the the one that's being comforted by the the Wanda in the Scarlet Witch getup, isn't... Okay, <laughs> hold on. We're, we're about to start confusing each other with variants of each other talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> the Wanda being comforted, isn't that the same Wanda that we've seen in the trailer with that really awesome Sam Raimi shot of like the close-up and the, the blood in her eye and also the uh, recent poster of, you know... Quentin Tarantino's version of Wanda without the without anything covering her feet.
0: <laughs> yeah, the one it looks like that version of Wanda that we see is comforting the version of Wanda we know. That's the Scarlet Witch. Okay. It's dressed up all in the Scarlet Witch attire. Who wants her kids? Okay. Yeah.
1: What if somebody stops that? Because like they have to like explain to her, like, you can't have your kids because the multiverse will collapse or something. That's what how that's how Mordo wins, yada yada. Uh, that's where she, like, breaks, and she's fighting somebody. Ooh. It would have to be somebody that would shut that power down. And Professor X has the mind powers.
0: You know, I wonder if we're going to get a Wanda versus Professor X.
1: I, I think there was talk about leaked art that had the two of them fighting. Oh, man. And it would make sense. Ooh oh wait okay in days of futures past when they meet quicksilver he says his sister was wanda now there has never there was never scarlet witch in the x-men movies right other yeah. than that one little thing could you retroactively say there was professor x knew about oh okay i'm liking where this is going <laughs> Professor Professor X is aware of Wanda Maxima from his universe, that universe with Days of Future's past involved in some capacity like maybe he tries to talk Wanda down but it backfires ooh, okay I think that can work I I'm, think I'm that's just, something to build off
0: on I'm just thinking about it visually like, yeah. ho- holy crap
1: <laughs> what I'm trying to say though is uh, Wanda will kill Professor X <laughs> Because Patrick Stewart's Professor X <laughs> always dies.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Peter! It would be a real bummer if Toby was somehow in this, and both he and Professor X died. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, all of us kids that watch the two thousand movies are going to be crying in the middle of this movie when those two things happen.
1: Oh, I just thought of this though. If this, if her interaction with Professor X happens, and he like. If they can do like putting the two and two together of Days of Future's Past, the Wanda cameo or just one-off line, ooh, could that be how we get X Men in the MCU finally? Like Wanda, it, it'll be a reverse House of M, you know. No more mutants. Could could there be you know let there be mutants? You know, like really like get get something to her advantage. I don't know.
0: Yeah, because I... that's
1: that's my big thing. For God's sake, Feige. If you have anything X-Men related, this is the time to introduce it.
0: Yeah, the, I think this would be as good as time as any. I mean, I thought Eternals wasn't about as good as time as any, but apparently not. But I guess this is the next one up on the list. But um, I did read a theory about how maybe mutants will be brought to the MCU. So, well, Peter, let me get your thoughts on this. So, the theory is... In that universe where she sees her kids, they are mutants in that universe. But, because, because she can't bring them along, because of all multiverse shenanigans, and how it would break a lot of things, there's also the factor that maybe she can't bring them into the MCU because there are no mutants in the MCU. So we know Wanda... And Scarlet Witch has reality warping powers, so one order to bring her kids to the MCU. She says it's like a, a you said an opposite House of M situation, where it's like, let there be mutants. There are mutants in the MCU, and now her kids can join that universe.
1: It's workable. <laughs> There's a lot of I was say how they're gonna get and, but the more I think about it. How do you fit the uh? X-Men into this universe.
0: (laughs) I don't know. That's Feige's problem. It's not ours.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I can see that. I think there's a lot of sense there, too. Because she is truly desperate to get her kids back. So, like, she might be willing to risk, you know, this uh, timeline.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it kind of lines up with... There's been a couple leaks where it kind of differs on how it ends. And one leak kind of shows, like, there's a cliffhanger there at the end. Strange loses. And the multiverse is a wreck by the end of this movie. And a lot of it has to do with what Wanda did. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean... it's definitely a plausible idea. If you want to bring X-Men into this universe, maybe this is the theory we never thought of, of how it could unfold. Like, Hey, maybe her kids are immune in this universe. She can't bring them in because there's no mutants in the MCU. So, Hey, just as simple, like, Hey, let there be mutants in the MCU. Voila. And now she can bring her kids into the universe. And there you go. This is, this is messing my brain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I think that's really a good guess as any, like how they could do it. But then of course it's going to have to, you know, Oh, could that, that be her backfire? Yeah. Like, like you're kind of getting on, like her backfiring of, you know, because she says, let there be mutants. Now somehow there has to be a version of professor X Magneto and all of them in this universe. And like, they're going to, that'll be like the next prompt for the Avengers.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, that's workable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's also that. Maybe you add in the fact that, again, reality warping powers. Maybe she like changes up reality and where she retroactively changes like the entire history of the MCU and like, hey, mutants have always been here. That. Oh you know what would be really funny
1: is if to combat her warping reality Strange has to warp reality like maybe he does like a uh, a Hail Mary's like I'm gonna get Captain America boom this is how we get Chris Evans in and the version (laughs) of Chris Evans we want where he's like okay Cap always had a good relationship with Wanda he can talk her down and like you see like the face but like the body's kind of obscured and she's like Cap and he's like and he starts and also, Chris Evans starts trash-talking her and reveals it's it's Johnny Storm, Chris Evans. <laughs> and she's so mad that she's getting roasted, she literally kills him. <laughs> oh. There we go. That That's the Chris Evans-Johnny Storm cameo.
0: Oh, I don't want her to kill that version of, of Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four. I want her to kill the Fan4Stick universe. Oh, that can still happen. <laughs> well, I uh, let her have that and not Ooh. kill... <laughs> Oh cuz she could put two and two together
1: she'll see human torch from that universe and be like oh they're they're the bad guys and like just wreck them.
0: <laughs> oh there we go. RIP for sick universe. We never missed you.
1: <laughs> are we at the point where search is listing off all the cameos that could potentially
0: happen. I mean I I guess so. I I guess, yeah, we're, we I are at like, that point.
1: I feel like that's the one everybody wants. and I feel like that has to be the safest.
0: Uh, let's see. Deadpool? Could Deadpool be a possibility? Ooh.
1: I could see it. I, I feel like we're going to get some Fox characters. Uh, Fox X-Men characters.
0: Oh, what if we get magneto popping up
1: which which one uh older or younger
0: <sighs> maybe we find a version of magneto that in one in that university was that he was Wanda's father
1: oh yeah oh wait no in uh in Apocalypse didn't they confirm Quicksilver was the son of mm-hmm. uh... Okay, and can we stretch that into Okay. So it, it would have to be uh Fastbender. Fastbender, yeah, Fastbenders. Okay, so Fastbender's Magneto.
0: Which I mean I'll take it any day.
1: Oh, and Professor X could, you know, tell Strange to bring him in because of that yeah oh oh and again another thing that could backfire on them she'll bring she'll be like listen i know you don't he'll be like i know you don't trust me but here's your brother and it'll be it'll be actual quicksilver from the x-men universe yeah (laughs) she'll recognize it as a joke ralph boner so she'll get okay there we go Okay, we can sal we can salvage that joke. Okay, perfect. We we'll actually have a payoff. Okay, we're we're vibing now.
0: Yeah, there we go. As the uh, kids would say. <laughs> uh, let's see who else could we get popping up in this. Uh, hmm.
1: <laughs> can we get Edward Norton back?
0: Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, eh, yeah, I could live without it. I mean, if it happens, great. But like, I I, I don't know if they're on good terms. He and Feige are. Uh, so I, I'm I'm probably gonna say it's probably gonna be a no for me.
1: that would say time heals all wounds, but I'm about would say Edward Norton is kind of difficult to work with.
0: Yeah, I mean, there is one thing that could heal it: money.
1: Oh, yeah. Lots of money. <laughs> I feel like uh, the 2003 Hulk is is a good
0: chance. Ooh. Y- you know, I also wonder if... I did read something where, like, Affleck was offered to come back as his version of Daredevil, but he passed on it. <sighs> that would have been a good choice, too. Oh, man.
1: Ooh! Ben Affleck... Okay, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, and they bring in Henry Cavill as
0: Hyperion. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, talk about really screwing with DC right there.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> just getting
1: Henry Cavill in there in some capacity would just be a good fu, and I want that to happen because he deserves <laughs> better. But you just have have that. They don't even acknowledge like it, it's it Ben Affleck and uh. Henry Cavill on screen, <laughs> but they just, they don't, they don't bring attention to, you know, the joke behind it. <laughs> just like, let it play out on its own.
0: You know, if Deadpool was there, he'd probably point, point it out, probably. There he, we go. <laughs> he probably makes, um, fourth wall breaking joke, it's like, you guys understand this too? You guys understand <laughs> how hilarious this is? Oh, man. yeah, There are so many possibilities. Oh, man. I have a feeling we're going to get more surprises than what maybe we're suggesting. Maybe. If if it is what they're saying it is. I mean, if they're saying more surprises than all these previous big movies that we've had prediction pods for, buckle up, everybody. (laughs) It's going to be a wild one for sure. I was
1: trying to think, of, like, all the movies of Marvel's past.
0: <laughs> I know people Ooh. suggest a Wolverine, but I
1: don't know. If... What What about Wesley Snipes' Blade?
0: Hmm. I mean, maybe, I mean, I, I think a lot of things are on the table for this with previous Marvel properties. But I, I have no clue. Oh. <laughs> what if what if you bring back Ben
1: Affleck's Daredevil and Jennifer Garner's Elektra, and you awkwardly try to have them have a scene together, even though those two are divorced in real life? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and of course, Deadpool says something about it. Uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we justify it, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah. The-
1: Guys, it's cool. Deadpool said something funny. It's all good.
0: <laughs> yeah, De- Deadpool saying something funny will m- make everybody comfortable really quick.
1: Justifies it tenfold.
0: Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I I I don't know what else who else could uh could pop up. It's uh man, it's it's going to be it's crazy to think about we're what two and a half weeks away from this movie, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of surprises we could be in store for. Hopefully, you know, we've uh, we've gotten some right here with you know the Illuminati and some of the plot stuff. But Peter, I think we're gonna be in for a, for a wild two hour ride uh, around uh, May 6th. You mean two hours? What did I say? Did I say three hours or two hours?
1: I think it's a two two and a half because I put that idea in your mind of what it should have been.
0: <laughs> nah, well, if, if I did, it, it, two hours. So th- there we go.
1: And it'll probably move by fast because with all this craziness, they were expecting. Like they, I I don't think this film's ever going to breathe.
0: That could be an issue with it, but I mean that that could be what we expect with with the film like this where. You get a lot of surprises in it. So yeah, I, that's that's definitely a possibility.
1: That's a... Do we try to predict the ending? Or... Cause I, I, it's going to be so hinged on what they introduced. But I think one is definitely killing characters of Marvel's past. I think a couple of them got to be dead. Yeah. I think Professor yeah. X makes, makes sense.
0: R.I.P. Patrick Stewart. Again. Ah, Man, good grief. (laughs) At
1: at this point, he's just like, yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) I'll come back for five minutes on for you to kill me once again. Uh, Yeah, I think that's probably a solid bet. As far as the ending, I do wonder if one of the leaks I read, it does talk about a cliffhanger. It could depend on what that cliffhanger could be. Is the multiverse in shambles at the end? That might be a good bet. Maybe Strange just absolutely tries his best to do what he can, but just can't because of all the insanity going on and takes an L. That might be a possibility. I mean, with with everything it looks like he's going to have to face in this film, it's going to be a lot. Multiverse shenanigans, potentially face off against Wanda, potentially face off against a sinister version of himself, it sounds like Strange is going to go through it in this film, and he's been through a lot these last few years.
1: <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna wish he never texted and drive.
0: Uh, that's what you get, everybody. If you don't text and drive, uh, you'll you'll be saved from all these multiverse shenanigans going on. <laughs> so, unless, uh, Peter, do you have any uh anything else to say before we get out of here?
1: <laughs> I'd say I, if it doesn't end on a note where like you feel like the MCU just changed. I feel like it's going to be a little bit disappointing, but again, it could wiggle its way out of it. But multiverse is the big thing. Now we have Ant-Man quantumania coming. We know King's coming. Like this is the time to act.
0: Yeah, this is definitely the the time to make do on that promise of the whole multiverse stuff. So yeah, I think that's going to be it for us. Everybody. Uh, good pod here talking about all this stuff with multiverse and managed predictions. Uh, I wonder what all of your predictions are for this movie. They're probably just as wild and bonkers as ours that we just listed during this pod. So we'll see in uh two and a half weeks. We'll no- We'll definitely know by, uh, by May 6th. Then some of us may fifth. but it's going to be a-, a fun time to find out what all they're going to do in this, uh, upcoming film. The first film of, uh, of the MCU in 2022, I believe. So, uh, you, it's crazy to think that this is going to be our first film of 2022. Uh, and we're only going to get three and this is the first one up. So, uh, we'll see you in two and a half weeks. So everybody, that'll do it for this edition of the entertainment from the fight. three. Uh, of course, we'll be back to talk about multiverse of madness. Once it comes out, once that, uh, first week of may hits me and Peter, will get together, talk about this film, and uh, all the stuff that happens in it. So uh, be on the lookout for that in the next few weeks. So thank you guys for listening. Be sure to go check us out where you guys get your podcast. Subscribe, follow us there, follow us on our Twitter account at 573pods, as well as keep up with the views pod. So we got the NFL draft coming up. Peter, you got any thoughts on what your Steelers might do with the draft before we get out of here?
1: Uh, something stupid, most likely. <laughs>
0: So, we got that to look forward to as well in in the meantime over on the Views channel. So, again, thank you guys for tuning into this edition of the pod. And until next time, we will talk to you all then.